1: All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a great guest. I got uh, Tracy Cousineau from EXP uh, Atlanta. I'll tell you the real name of it. In a minute, uh, I got uh, she is rocking things in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, she is got some great stuff to share today, so I'm excited. Let's, let's jump right into the call. Tracy Cousineau, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, Tracy, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better?
2: Well, I've been licensed now for 20 years, and I would say I've been through several seller's markets, buyer's markets, and through that goodness-awful recession. So I've, I've got some experience under my belt.
1: Yeah, no kidding. So let's get into some nitty-gritty. So how many houses did you sell last year?
2: 455.
1: Sweet. And um, what was your ECI on that, Tracy, your ego commission income? What was the total commissions added all together?
2: Four point four.
1: Four point 4. four mil. And what is your profit on that? What's your net profit?
2: I would say, and I should have looked this up, so bleh on me. I would say that our return is around, you know, thirty five percent.
1: Okay, so that's real nice. So, you know, so you're 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 pulling out at a million and a half for yourself, which is great you know i mean everybody would love to first of all break a million dollars in profit and then go another half million over that that's pretty sweet so okay so let's talk about your business right like what percentage of that is buyers versus sellers
2: last year we ended with 292 sellers and 100 and what are we 63 buyers
1: man i love that i love those stats i mean those are you know, you're almost twice as many listings as you are um, buyers. So tell me, you know, tell me first of all, like where your business is coming from. Let's just focus on the sellers because we all know buyers are a byproduct of listings. And so, you know, I'm sure a lot of those buyers just came from having the listings. So where are you getting all these listings from?
2: Again, it's creating the right content because we can all be on lots of different sources and look at the ROI. And if we're you know, a lot of ours comes from radio, and a lot of it comes from referrals. But but it, it, we all deliver different content. So a, again, I think it's really dialing into your message and really knowing what to say to get your phone to ring. You know, we are more inbound than we are outbound, and it's because we create the content. And most of our content, you know, I mean, it's real stuff. There's stats. You know, it's case studies. It's the real. We're real. And so people can connect and build rapport with us because who do people want to do business with? You know, people they know, people they like, and people they can trust. And so we continue to build on, you know, the houses that we sell and the true facts of it. We, you know, the buyer's experience. It's not we, 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 or I, I, I. It's what we did to serve that person. You know, how did we get them to their goal?
1: I love this. Okay. So tell me exactly how, like, give me some examples of how you're doing this.
2: Well, for instance, you know, we started really building on expired listings and, you know, you have to start somewhere. So a couple of years ago, we might've had a few a year, you know, now we're, we're hitting over a hundred, you know, in the last 18 months, we've had 200, you know, over 200 expired listings. 200
1: expired listings in the last 18 months
2: that somebody failed to sell and we were able to get to the seller's goal so how do you build your brand now i have content i have true facts and i call it my one page close i mean i can go in there and say to any expired listing hey i can i can tell why your house didn't sell and i can really dial in and say this what this is what was missing on your information on your MLS or have you seen the photos? Let's kind of go through this and this is how we would stage your home differently in that first and maximize that first impression.
1: So tell me like, so, okay. So the one page close, I like that name. Like, I mean, is it physically a page or what? Absolutely. What is it?
2: It dials, it it dials into the real true facts, you know, a uh, one, two, three main street previously listed for, you know, x amount of days by x amount of brokers and we put our marketing in place and we sold it in this amount of days. You know, it's true stuff and they can go look it up all over the internet and see and it's tangible. And they're like and so it just it brings clarity to that seller is they know what they're doing. You know, they have a proven system that is going to get my home sold and they're in pain right now because that pain they're, they're either withdrawn, they're terminated, they're expired. They're going to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They are going to get to Chicago or to their next house or to their family, wherever their goal is. And we want to get them to their goal.
1: So give me some specifics of what you would do, because I think a lot of skeptics out there are like, oh yeah, well, Tracy just happens to get in there at the right time. And she's good at dr- getting them to drop the price. And everybody knows that all expired listings sell if you drop the price and put it in MLS. So, so tell me exactly like, what you're doing besides dropping the price and, and putting it back in MLS. Or if that's what you're doing, then just tell us.
2: No. So I will tell you that it's a very slim amount of them that the price was actually dropped. And so really? you can look at that. Oh, absolutely. It's not always the price. It could be that the price might be a number that is not a third party great number to search by like for instance 369 no you you need to be maybe probably at 375 or maybe you need to be at 365 you know why
1: what's the difference right what's the difference what's the 369 and 375 what's the
0: difference
2: you're build, you're building a different client right so if you got approved for a certain number most of the time the agent or the buyer is going to bring themselves to that next increment because they want some negotiation room how what is your competition at that 370 mark and it's really dialing in to understand where that sweet spot for that house is any you're right anybody could go in there and reduce the price of the home and do the same marketing that the other you know agent did and the house is going to sell to somebody at some point right there's a buyer for every house That's not our goal. Our goal is to maximize the return for our client. And again, it's, it's marketing. It's how there's an ideal client for every house. And it's our job to be able to go and pinpoint who that avatar is for that home. And that's who we're target marketing. And that's how we find the people that are going to purchase that home. And a lot of times it's criteria that's missing from that listing. You know, I listed one a couple months ago. The home had been on the market for, for a few months, and the home was a two-story with a master on the main. The previous agent had been um, trying to sell this home as a ranch home, to different buyers, right? They had 75 showings. They, they gave me all of the feedback from their showings, 75 showings. Guess what the main, majority of the feedback was. I wasn't looking for this type of home.
1: Yeah, right, right.
2: You know, and so it's just really dialing in and knowing what's wrong with it and what needs to be changed because it's been maybe marketed to the wrong audience, and that's how the buyer missed it. But it's maximizing that first impression, and you know, we—I'm huge on making sure that we have the best first impression.
1: And so you go in there and you say, "Hey, you know, um, my job is to figure out the avatar, and I'm looking at this, and the avatar is not, you know, 65-year-old couple." Uh, whose kids are grown at the avatar on this is 32 years old. And with two kids, there are four kids and that they, they want to get away from the noise. So they're going to put their master on the main level. And you know what I mean? And then and, and you have this discussion with them about this, right? Is that, is that kind yep. of what happens? Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. And so, you know, it's, it. I don't buy listings, you know, I don't overprice listings and I don't underprice listings because I wouldn't be able to put my head on a pillow at night knowing that I set a seller up for failure or I gave away their equity that they need to live off of. So, you know, it's just, it's really not, that's just not the way that we do it. And so there's a small percent of homes that we ever go in there and make any type of, of changes. And those are, you know, changes that, that take a little bit more time and um, because somebody set them up for failure with overpricing their property and it's having sometimes those conversations that some of us don't like to have where you have to be bold enough to educate them to, to let them know if their home is overpriced for real.
1: So let's go back to this example uh, because I love this. So like what would you do or what did you do to make this more attractive to this new avatar, this 32-year-old couple rather than the 65-year-old couple? What, like what did you do to change it so that it sold?
2: For that one, it was pretty easy. I just changed the the way that the home was. It was clearly a traditional home, not a ranch home. I began marketing it to the right family who wanted a master on the main and wanted their children upstairs and wanted a finished basement. So, you know, it was really in just taking better photos for the most part and not missing the criteria that was needed for that home. It went under contract the first week. I mean, it wasn't
1: And and what, what is, uh, so uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi, I got a guy listening to this and he's, he's a photographer for agents, right? And he wants to know what your definition of better photos is. Is it just the quality of the camera? Is he lying on the ground looking up? Give me some specifics there.
2: So I personally don't care for the photos laying on the ground at all. But what I do care is if I have a keeping room, I don't need four photos, to enhance the the keeping room. I don't need what
1: what what what, what's a keeping room?
2: So keeping room would be like the extra like area off the breakfast room. Like so they're real huge in Atlanta. So you would have like your family room, your great room, and then you would have this extended keeping room that runs off of your kitchen, you know, because the kitchen's the new living room, so we have to make it bigger. So you'd have your kitchen, your breakfast room, and then you would have a keeping room
1: and you would you keep shit in there what is why they call it keep keeping yourself room? in
2: there so you would have like you would have like a like i have a keeping room and if i could focus and turn my computer you'd be able to see it so it's got a <laughs> fireplace it's i've got a fireplace in my keeping room you know but i'm in my breakfast room but i can it's just breakfast. like a,
1: okay so anyways I, I, okay so so anyway so you don't want four four photos of, of the pantry or four photos yeah. of a of office, let's say of an office, right? What, an office, right. You um,
2: should have quality photos that one photo, one lens captures that full room, you know? And I always say people that take photos of people are not the same people that take photos of real estate, completely different. And you know, it, you have to have the right angles. You have to know where to stand in a room and then what photos not to use on your MLS you know they're they're the ones like pantry unless you're gonna wow me to get your cereal at the top there's no reason why your pantry inside photos should be on there you know or your master closet I don't care to see stinky shoes and jeans and color-coded or not color-coded clothes and I would believe that the general public doesn't either unless your closet is a wow like if you walk in there and you're like oh my gosh I could live in my closet there's no reason to put that on there. You want to sell the main features of the property and you have to make sure that those are what you're selling.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's move on. So, so um, first of all, that's amazing. I, uh, I, I want to find out the, like the marketing that you have in place. Again, we got an agent, right? Uh, he's in Tupelo and he's like, okay, I've never sold an expired in my life but I want to sell one and then I want to sell a second and then I want to go all the way up to 200. Like Tracy, give me like a a five step process on how this, this person, this agent, how she can do this.
2: You know, first, you know, it's, it's how many people are calling Red X leads every morning? How many agents are being trained on the same scripts? And that's really, if you step back to move forward, you know, I step back in lots of different shoes and think, how can I approach this differently? Right? I'm not going to be, I am the eagle that wakes up early that wants to get, you know, the early bird gets the worm. However, I'm not calling sellers to upset them. They're already upset that a hundred other people already called them, right? So you really have to think in your market, what is the best way to get to that seller? versus upsetting them with one more phone call with the same script that is being given by coaches across the country and really dialing into a different method, you know, and then out. So you studied,
1: let's say you studied. The,
2: of, go ahead.
1: So you studied the, the fairy family scripts and Diana Kokoska scripts and, and all those scripts that agents everywhere are using. And you put a big red Sharpie mark through them and you said, I'm going to do something different because chances are that they've already picked up the phone and they've heard a version of a 1972 script that originated somewhere that was a, a you know, that's the same script that, that everyone's been using for years yeah. and everybody's teaching. So what is your
2: script? So my script is not calling them. My script is dialing in to why their home didn't sell and sending them some edu- educational content of why I believe their home didn't sell.
1: Sending them some so you don't even script, them, you don't even call them. No. So you zig when they zag. So <laughs> you're saying, uh, so, you, okay. So, so what do you send them?
2: So I just look at what, you know, I look at it as just like the home with the, the two story that was, you know, in the MLS for so long as a ranch, I'm going to write a note to the seller and I'm going to explain to them some of the content that was wrong with their listing, you know, but I'm going to really dial in on what marketing we can do to help them get to their goal, you know, and it's really just sincerely wanting for them to get to their goal in selling their home, you know, it's not a bunch of BS I'm sending them, but I'm sending them also along with that content, I'm sending them reviews, I'm sending them, you know, how we're different from, you know, a traditional agent and how we do things differently. You know, we have a solid foundation and the systems that we have behind the people that we have in the company all have specific tasks and specific jobs that they do that's going to get them from point A to point Z.
1: Wow. So you'll actually sit down and print out their expired listing, then you'll take a Sharpie or or what tell me exactly what you do. Like and, and,
2: and I can't give it all away, but I can <laughs> give it all away. come on.
1: So, so <laughs> I I just see you sitting there going through each one, right, taking time out for each one, and then passing it off to an assistant maybe that licks the envelope and puts a stamp on and, and sends it with a note from you and then you know you do tons of these every day.
2: Absolutely. You know, I look at it is it's not just the seller that didn't get to their goal, but there's a buyer for that home. And how many people do we touch per transaction that we sell, right? So how many listings in in moving right now and shifting into that buyer's market, there's a lot more homes that that are expiring on a monthly basis. And so, you know, it's not just... Running to the bank with a commission. I, I just—that's just not where my mindset is. And you know, we there's a there was a seller that was failed. There was a buyer that was looking for that home. But there's also the handyman, the inspector, the closing attorney, the lender, all of their admin. So many people feed from one transaction, and when one transaction doesn't close, it becomes a turning event of how many people lost out on being able to feed their family or giving back to the community.
1: Wow. That's intense. I mean, that's, that's really cool. And then again, you, you kind of team, you make them part of your team, huh? And you're Absolutely. like, Hey, you know, we're going to fix this together. Yep. You know, we're going to yeah. do this. I'm going to do this with my team. This is Charlie. He's going to come in. He's going to fix this hanging room. Um, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
1: Um, all right, cool. All right. So, all right. So what else, what else are you doing besides expired listings to get business?
2: You know we do radio, TV, you know we we do walk through you know lifestyle videos to really enhance the listings and really engage with with you know the avatar that's that's watching the videos. You know, I have severe ADHD, and so between Jason and I, we're always trying to build on what we already have, and it's always we're always growing, you know, you'll always find us at the next upcoming event, and you know we're always. We're, we're always trying to grow our minds. We're always educating ourselves so that not only can we educate ourselves, but we can the consumer, but we can also be always a step ahead of real estate. And so we don't necessarily play in the, own, the, the only sandbox of real estate events. You know, we, we mastermind with, in other other sandboxes to really network and take what other people are doing in their business and other industries and bring it into real estate.
1: That's awesome. So, what do you, what do you like to go to? Like what events? Like if someone's listening and they're like, "Hey, I've never been to any events. Which one should I start attending?" You know, you're assume, let's assume they don't have a company event, right? Cuz first and foremost, go to your company event, but then after that, where would you say?
2: So, my biggest thing right now is learning all of this click funnel stuff, you know, building these funnels because I really um, wholeheartedly believe that we are going to pull more people into our funnels than we are our websites. I think that we have created websites that we're making it harder for people to engage with us and connect with us because they've got to register here or, you know, we block them out of a house, you know, a listing on our website until they register and all of that but they really can't identify our real us or who, and build rapport with us where in a funnel you can really add more content and videos and really break it down to their specifics.
1: That's awesome. Then did you go to uh, the Click funnel event that just happened in Nashville? Were you at that?
2: I missed it. However, I am working on the The challenge, but you know, I was at TNC, so I did go to traffic trafficking conversion, and they just kind of—they were back to back, and having a family, you have to pick which one. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're competitors. It's the same thing, but um, not the same thing, but similar. But yeah, no, that's that's great. I went to I went to the one the year before, and um, I think real estate commissions. I think it's a great. You know, I went because I was selling my courses to Rebus University, and and I built funnels for them, and they do work. I do think that the the, the, the bigger the product, the better. So a real estate commission is certainly a a, a much bigger product. So uh, I, ca- I can see how that could work, but it takes expertise and it takes time, and it and it takes a lot of smiling and videos and creation, and yes, stuff like that. But you probably like that stuff, so that's great. You know, it works out well.
2: I used to not, you know, I had a fear of of public speaking and getting in front of a, a video and thank goodness for Tony Robbins and his unleash the power within because he sure, he sure unleashed it. So introvert to a high D now. And, you know, I'm raising my hand to speak on stages. I'm raising my hand to provide more content and knowledge. And, you know, looking, you know, just in the last couple months, it's what is the goal? You know, in providing that the right content and being able to take the time to build these funnels and stuff. I had to figure out what could we take off our plate, and that was why we, you know, made that choice to move over from owning our own Inc. 500 company. Um, There wasn't a problem with with the brokerage or failure in the brokerage or numbers or our numbers. It was we wanted to be able to spend more time working on stuff to move forward than worrying about other stuff of running a brokerage, you know, compliance and that kind of stuff. So I look forward to really being able to dive dive into more content building.
1: So you went. You were. You had your own company. How long did you have your yeah. own company?
2: Um, we opened June of two thousand fourteen.
1: Okay, so about five years.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and you just switched. Yeah. Okay, got it. So let's talk technology. What do, What are you using for technology? What's exciting that we can um, start using ourselves?
2: You know, when it comes to, I'm, I'm, e- I like easy stuff that I can navigate through pretty quickly. And so, you know, if it's an app on my phone, that works really well for me because I can get the content out. And, you know, if I'm listening to a podcast or something resonates or I'm driving down the road with my ADHD and my mind is circulating and all this stuff and I want to provide some content to engage with and help people understand something, the tools are right in my phone for the most part. So whether I'm using Canva or I'm using Photoshop or I'm using snapchat or you know just a video that i can do from imovie you can do it all from your phone i mean you can make a an awesome video and that's you have to engage and so it's not so much the technology of platforms anymore i really think that we have social media at our tips and that's where most consumers are going to find them you're going to find them you know they do use google and they do search by the internet for specific stuff that they're looking for but again, I think that, you know, Gary B is, is right. You know, you have to be up front and center and you have to create your own, your own channel, you know, your own engagement of content that people are going to continue to, to see and, and engage with and remember that you want people to remember they want home when they're looking for a home, that you're the first to mind, you know, and how do you get first to mind? And it's not just being on a platform on the internet. It's being... Always give it, providing that content to them.
1: That's awesome. Okay, so and yesterday you and I chatted for a little bit, and you—I thought you were on a train, but you weren't. Tell me about that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was in my mobile office, and so about two years ago, you know, time management, right? I'm like, gosh, I, you know, I have anxiety between being on the, these Metro Atlanta roads and road rage and traffic, and. You know, I would get home or I'd spend, you know, I'd be at the office till three, four, five o'clock in the morning. I'd go home. I'd take an hour nap and I would get up and do it all over again. And I was burnt out. I was exhausted and I knew that there was a better way. And so I would just search periodically for, you know, a a mobile office and I never pulled the trigger and until hands-free hit Atlanta um, this past summer and I couldn't pick up my phone to call anybody. And I didn't have car play in my car. a
1: law? A law, yeah. a law said you're not allowed to talk on the phone anymore.
2: Right. You have and to go
1: hands free. Okay. Yep.
2: yep. So I'm driving a 2016 that didn't have car play. Siri and I don't connect very well um, because she doesn't listen very well to me. She doesn't understand my slang here and there. So, it was very like, ah, you know, and I needed to to go back to time management. And so I was on the road between two one appointment from A to B for three hours sitting in traffic. And it was not fun. And so I dialed in and found the right mobile office. And Jason went to Boston and brought it back home. In, like, two days, it was great. And then we hired a driver, and it's been that way ever since. I think I forgot how to drive because now I I can get in more appointments. I can get more work done between appointments, and it just makes so much sense and has made my life so much easier.
1: What kind of car is it?
2: It is a a Mercedes Sprinter.
1: What's that? Is that, like, a van or something?
2: It is a – it's like a limo van. So it's got – you know, TV's in it so my buyers can ride with me. We can look for homes, you know, together. We can go look at homes. We can write the offer, you know, while they're in the car with me before we even, you know, drop them off at home. And then between my listing appointments, I can get to more listing appointments now and also market and create content or negotiate offers in 10 times the scale I was doing it before.
1: Yeah, and I guess, I mean, I mean, do you even need a like? What's in there? Like, what technology is in there, or do you even need any technology other than Wi-Fi?
2: Well, I have my computer, of course, Wi-Fi. You know, I'll bring if I if I need to record that day. Then I have my whole entire setup, pl- you know, where I can plug it into it. I have, you know, TVs. We got tailgating in case we want to go network and tailgate at a Georgia game. But I mean,
1: you got ta- what? What does that mean?
2: So the back end of the mobile office has another set of doors and then there's a big TV on the inside of that with its own system and um, direct TV that, you know, you can, you can have your own.
1: You can watch TV from outside.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And then, and then you guys sit around, there's comfortable chairs, buyers, sellers, whatever can sit around, air conditioning, Wi-Fi, sign offers on, you know, pads or whatever with their fingers do whatever, right? Everything's right
2: there what What's something like that cost? <laughs> to custom build one of these things you're you're looking probably around two hundred thousand.
1: No, kidding. Wow. So tell me about that. so how has that has that paid off for you? Was that a good investment?
2: Oh yeah, ten times, you know, just absolutely what is what is a listing agent's number one return of investment and is being face to face with a seller? Yeah so, yeah absolutely.
1: And so how many listing appointments are you able to do in, in, on a good day?
2: Five, six.
1: Really? Five yeah. or six. And you're just you're just you're just jumping back in, getting re-energized. I'm sure you got a refrigerator in there, coffee, whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Snacks, yep. Everything? Yep. <laughs> take take me to tell the driver, take me to this one, or he probably already knows, he or she probably already knows. Take you there, you're fresh. Boom, get another one, boom, get another one, brush your teeth. You know, go to the next one. <laughs> you take
2: know a that. nap. Yep. If it's, yeah. Take if a it's nap. Yeah. Hour, I need a 45 minute nap. She'll give me a five minute window and I'm back at, back at it.
1: Do you, do you have a record? Like, do you have like that day, right? That day where you did 12 appointments or anything
2: like that? So how about this? How about the first time that we got in the mobile, that I got in the mobile office for a full day, two days after it arrived in Atlanta I put two point two million dollars worth of real estate on the market. Wow! Yeah,
1: that's uh, that
2: was a good day. That was a Saturday. That was a good day.
1: Yeah, two point two million dollars worth of real estate. What's your average sale price?
2: Um, about three sixty,
1: three fifty. So seven, eight houses. You know, in two days. You know, right there, you probably, you know, I mean, you're like, wow, that's that's a hell of a return for two days for sure. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. That,
1: yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, I love that. I appreciate you sharing that. Um man, well we could uh we could talk forever, Tracy. This is uh this is a really, really, really good stuff. I want to finish up a couple of things. I want to ask you about your free gift, but I am gonna finish this with our uh flagship question so you can help out those out there. If you have to give advice to a brand new agent, right, and um if Tracy and I think the answer is probably, I'm going to ask this in a different way. If Tracy had to, if Tracy was on a deserted island, not a deserted island, she was on an island, there was a lot of people, there was a lot of commerce, and I took nine other agents that were on the same island, and you guys didn't have anything but a $1,000, a laptop, computer, and a cell phone, okay? And all of you knew nobody. And I'm going to add a twist to this. There's no expired listings, because I want because I know what you would do with expired listings. <laughs> so... So there's no expired listings and you have to compete against these nine agents and you have to beat them. And whoever sells the most amount of houses in six months gets $5 million. How are you going to beat out the nine other agents with that $1,000, a laptop, computer and a cell phone? How are you going to sell more houses than those nine?
2: So first I would have to step back and look at how would $5 million change my life, right? Because we have to have a goal. So why I have to, I'm very competitive, right? Right. So I already know that, that I need to have motivation for my competition, right? So what am I going to spend that $5 million on? Am I going to give it back to the community? Are people holding me accountable for moving them in a better direction, right? So I go by my heart. And I do, and I build rapport with the community because I'm going to engage and I'm going to build that rapport because of who I am and the passion that I have for that community to sell their homes, Right. And I'm going to create my content around the purpose of why I'm in this deserted area and how I'm going to help this area. And so it's not, you know, I do have the systems and I do have the marketing and I'm very confident on what I do. I am my hardest competition. I don't, if somebody asks me, Hey, Tracy, who's your biggest competitor? I am my biggest competitor. I make it tougher on myself every day because that's just I want to stretch myself further so I believe that I could go anywhere with the right mindset and the right heart and always provide to outwin the competition if that makes sense
1: yeah so you're you're not you're not even worried about like what you're going to do you're you're worried more about why you're going to do it and uh, so you would just focus on why what you're going to do with that five million how many people you're going to be able to affect and how many lives you're going to be able to change including yours and then You would just throw yourself out into the universe and let the chips fall where they may.
2: Absolutely. The universe is one big catalog.
1: Aha. I love it. All right. So what's your free gift today?
2: So my free gift is I really went back and this was kind of a minute struggle. You know, I I wanted to provide value, but I also wanted to provide maybe what I was doing wrong before and things that I had to look at to be able to move to the next level. And so, you know, we all know that, that real estate, there's a lot of ego in real estate, right? Everybody wants their, their photo on a sign and, you know, on a billboard and all this kind of stuff. And so I think when you step back and really look at how are you, how are you delivering yourself, if you go back and look at your content that you produce, is it like use car salesmen with all their plaques inside their office when you walk in there? You know, people don't want to see that. You know, they want to see you and how you're serving others. And so by giving what my free gift is, is really clean up your content. How do you look? Would you hire you? If you go back and look at your content, would you hire you? Because today's society, they are going to your content and they are stalking you before they call you. And so would you work for you? And that's, you know, would you hire yourself? And so you have to really go back and clean it up and make sure that you're delivering the message that you really want to deliver out there.
1: Okay, awesome. And is there something you could give us like a PDF that people can download and and look at that kind of shows who Tracy is to give us an idea what you're talking about?
2: Absolutely, yes.
1: All right, awesome. Thank you so much. And guys, I'm going to put that. So here's the thing. I'm going to put that on hybendigital.com backslash Tracy and it's C-O-U-S-I-N. It's like cousin, and it's EAU. So Because
2: you know I'm going to sell your house.
1: <laughs> so Tracy Cousin, EAU, uh, hybendigital.com backslash uh, Tracy Cousin out. And, and I'm also going to put uh, her free gift in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Tracy, this has been a blast. If I'm ever in Atlanta, Georgia, I will definitely look you up and we can break some bread.
2: Awesome. That'd
0: be awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio. right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Live's. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking.